All right, welcome back to another episode of Talking Bad. Uh, I'm Brian here with Blake. How's it going, Blake? Going all right. Going all right. Well, I'll tell you what. That was quite an episode, dude. I mean, I was flabbergasted at the end of that. Like, I was really blown away by that whole. I mean, I I just, I, got, I got blindsided so many times. I didn't expect it. I didn't expect an episode that good to have that many. I don't know twists in it. Well, like we said, they've got to move it along, which they are, and flabbergasted is a good word for it. Also, in my case, utter confusion, actually, at the end, which we can get into, utter confusion. We'll get into that. Okay, but first, before we get into uh, confessions, I just want to talk here. Uh, the Great One 0381 left us a little comment I wanted to talk about, and you know, last week we were talking about you know, Hank went into the uh, interrogation room with Jesse and we were sitting here trying to figure out like how much does Hank know about what Jesse's doing? Like we, we try to remember back to like when he was tailing him, we thought, I mean, we'd really forgot. We knew it ended with Hank beating the crap out of Jesse, but we didn't know how much we knew about his involvement with this Heisenberg. Right. And he commented and said, I think you guys forgot about that scene where they destroyed the RV. Jesse was followed to the junkyard by Hank, and then Saul's receptionist or whatever said that Marie had been in an accident. I think he's going to make the assumption that Walt was with Jesse in the RV and know they were working together, but I guess we'll have to wait till next week and see. So, I went back and looked at this. That was from a season three episode called Sunset. Um, That was when Hank was tailing Jesse and sitting outside of his house and had somehow figured out that the RV was involved and that maybe that's where he was cooking this meth with somebody or where this meth was coming from. So he followed the RV out to the junkyard and, or no, 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 no. The, the Winnebago was in the junkyard and Walt was there and Jesse came out to meet Walt and Hank showed up at the junkyard. Something along those lines. They were both in, Hank, in the Winnebago when yeah. Hank was out there talking to the guy uh, that runs the junkyard possibly. Right, and they got out of it because, well, first of all, Hank said there's bullet holes here. That means I can get in here, and they're like, no, because that's a mobile unit. You need a warrant, and he was like, no, it's a vehicle, and he's like, I'm pretty sure it's a it's a living area that you need a warrant for, and that's when they faked from Saul's office the call to Hank saying your wife has been in an accident, and then he ran off to the hospital. Where you, where you see Hank in, in the, the first episode of this half of the season where he says that to Walt when they're confronting each other in the garage, you know, something like, you you know, you said that Marie was in an accident. You had my cell phone number, you know? So he, yeah, he, he put it all together right there. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, that was good. Uh, but we obviously didn't, I mean, I think we're just meant to assume that Hank knows that Jesse was making meth with Walt because you know, that's that's where we were at. So good point out. Great one. It made us really look back and, and, and look at some of the older things about maybe how much they knew. I think he's right there. I think he's right. That's I think that really ties it in, actually, now that we're sitting here yeah. talking about it. If if Hank followed Jesse to the junkyard and then Hank gets the call that Marie had been in an accident, Walt's the one with the right. cell phone number. Je- uh, Jesse doesn't have this. Ah, that's right. a little, you know, off-screen um, revelations as well, like we saw this week, which was a lot of off-screen revelations that left me utterly confused. 
<laughs> a lot of people. I think a lot of people were confused. But we're going to clear all that up here in a little bit. Um, also, I don't know. I know I talked to you about this, Blake, but there was a, a Mythbusters special on Breaking Bad that I watched. I don't know if you caught any. I did not catch it. Um, but I'll save you all half an hour. It was garbage. <laughs> it was not that good. It was uh, <laughs> basically they tested the myth of the bathtub eating through the floor. And they tested the, um, I forget what the chemical term is, but when Walt's at Tuco's and he throws down that powdery crystallized substance and it blows out the windows. Right. They tested that. And uh, both of them were pathetically not true. <laughs> they couldn't. <laughs> they, even when they tried to like super duper oversize everything, they couldn't replicate what had happened. So. So you can't make a tiny bomb out of no a packet that is an inch big. Right, right. And if you if okay. you did, okay. Even if you did, it would Walt would have died. <laughs> he couldn't have, you know. Yeah, that was always a confusing thing. Like he throws his down, it blows the windows out. Everyone's <laughs> kind of hurt, and he just right. walks out of there. Okay. Uh, but if you kind of like that kind of stuff about the science of Breaking Bad, there's a cool YouTube video. It's about eight eight or nine minutes long, maybe. Uh, it's called Factor Fiction. It's like a series of YouTube videos about what's true and not on, like, I guess on shows and movies. This is the only one I've seen. But there's one on on uh, Breaking Bad. So I'll put that underneath huh. the uh, the streaming on the show notes uh, on talkingbad.blogspot.com. So click on that and you can watch that. Um, the only other thing I wanted to talk about is I saw this posted on a forum. And somebody had on them a set of prison issued reading glasses or eyeglasses and says they look identical to the glasses that Walt's wearing when he's got the beard. Ooh, that's oh, now that could tie back into your initial theory a long time ago. Right. He went to jail for a little while and got out. And and that's why he has the fake name and needs all the guns and stuff. I, I don't know. I always had a feeling he would get caught and then would get out using science. And would have to go on the run and, and do something. Who knows? That was a theory of mine. So if those are prison-issued eyeglasses he's got on, that would explain needing a fake name. Who knows? Man, like he escaped from prison. But, man, I mean, you're talking, that's got to be two, three episodes of this whole, you got caught, now you're in prison, now right. you're escaping prison. They can't just throw that into one episode. Yeah, and that's becoming an issue with me. Like, I'm kind of concerned. Like, they're, like I said, the pace of this has just been so, I mean, we've covered, what, a day and a half in the life of the characters in the past three episodes? How are we going to get to when Walt's 52 in the next four? Or five. Yeah. Yeah, right. I <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Speeding up time. They're going to yeah. have to really jump time here at yeah, some point. Yeah, really. Uh, speaking of jumpy time, let's get down to Season 5, Episode 11, Confessions. What does he know? It's in the past. There's no telling where the lies begin and end. You're telling me the truth? I mean, isn't that what this is all about? I never would have a great son if I know what he was going to do. You can't believe me. He's not getting off that easy. Blake, are you... I want to make sure I'm not some weirdo. But do you find yourself getting very anxious and nervous right before the show's starting to happen? Um, yes. Okay, I was very... Always. I was so just arms crossed, and I'm like, why don't I feel correct? I just feel... <laughs> antsy and I'm just nervous and it's just like it's got to be the show I just didn't want 
I was hoping it wasn't me, just something to do with me, but that's how into the show I am. I'm just like, I have no idea what's going to happen or what we're going to see. It was such a cliffhanger last week. I'm very nervous. No, it's, it's absolutely the show. And it was like when, when my dad came over and he was like, what is this show? And I'm like, oh, my God, watch this 10-minute video first, <laughs> and then we're going to watch the show. It's going to be amazing. It's going to blow your mind. It's the best show on TV. I mean, I sat there, and, you know, as he's watching it with me, you know, I'm sitting there going, oh, God, unbelievable. No way. No way. You know, I mean, yeah. just real nerdy. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely. I mean, I'm a nervous wreck when I'm watching the show. <laughs> and I'm not one to be vocally have vocal reactions to a television show or a movie. I'm never just like, Oh my God, you know, but during this show, yeah, yeah I, I'm vocally saying things back at the TV. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's crazy. So that made the teaser or the opening to this episode that much worse. Cause I'm nervous and I'm thinking what's going to happen. And all of a sudden we're on Todd, you know, and he's leaving a message for Walt telling him about, you know, the clan gang is you know, change of management. Um, he's outside this diner, and I thought that was weird. Like, enough time has passed, I would think that Todd wouldn't need to report this kind of stuff to Walt, especially if he wasn't the one cooking the meth. It was they hired some other guy. So yeah, been, maybe he just feels like he's you know he he needs to be kept abreast of what's going on. I I kind of thought the same thing. Like, why are you telling Walt this? He's out of the game, right? But I don't know, Todd, he learned from Walt. He's like his protege. I yeah. mean, he's a very courteous you know, guy outside of all the killing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a sociopath. He goes about his life like nothing's ever happened after the most the worst atrocities have happened. Yeah. And but that whole scene, that opening was one of the most tense scenes for me because I kept expecting something to happen. Like I thought something was going to happen, so I was very nervous like, "Oh, oh something's going to happen." And then nothing happened. And I was just like, "Oh, god damn it." <laughs> relief yeah it was a very uh people were saying the very reservoir dogs type scene now i don't mean to call you out on if you've seen another movie or not have you seen reservoir dogs you know i i have back in the day actually you know probably okay. drunk in college so i can't tell you a whole lot about it i know there was like a mr pink and a mr yeah. white and some well, dudes and there's a scene in there where they just sit around a table at a diner and talk for a very long time it feels like because they're not moving plot along where they're, they're just talking about random bullshit and that's that's kind of how this felt, where they're just in this diner, and Todd is just, I'm sorry, he, isn't he just spilling the beans on this whole heist that they pulled? Like, here's how we did it, and this is, da -da -da, and I'm with, you know, and then Mr. White did this, and da-da-da-da-da, I mean, calling him by his real name to his uncles, like, now his uncles know. Yeah, that's a good point. Who that's Heisenberg point. is. Uh, yeah, you know, I think he would. I think it established to them, not like they didn't know already because of the hits that happened in prison, but they realized how how good of a, a system they had. And, the, and his uncle even says that, like, wow, you guys ran that like clockwork. You know, I think at least I think the uncle's sitting here going, OK, maybe we're going to do the same thing. We have to run this very uh, tight shipped and all this. But you're right. I mean, saying all these you know, his personal name and things like that, that yeah, that could come back to, yeah. to bite him. Like, I don't know, and I don't know how to take this this teaser scene because it really felt like either A, this all means something. The blood on the boot, he saw blood on the boot, and then they're heading off to New Mexico. Does that mean something? Or are we supposed to remember that? Or is that just the last time we see Todd's uncles? Oh, I highly doubt that's the last time we see them. I, I think it was, 
obvious. Look, they they went and took out the Declan gang in Phoenix, so they're bringing the the meth everything back to New Mexico, where they all live. I'm presuming they all live in New Mexico, so that's where they're going back to. Um, and, and carrying the methylamine behind them, that was pretty right. cool. Yeah. Um, the blood on the shoe. You saw him yeah, look down and wipe some blood off. I don't know. Yeah, and then they showed it getting flushed. I don't know. I, you know, looking into it a little much, possibly. I don't know if that's going to come back to be a whole lot. Well, it was know. just it was just weird to me that it, you know, these these writers and directors are smart. Like, we just cut to them in the bathroom and they don't really talk a whole lot. And all you see is him wiping blood off a shoe. There's no reason to show that other than maybe something down the line. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. True. It's like part of the crime scene, you know, that was obviously blood from the yeah. crime scene and wiping it off. I don't know. And it was just like, there's no scene that doesn't have, you know, that doesn't drive the plot forward and drive the story forward. So there is a reason why the writers decided, let's have Todd sit down and retell us that entire happenings of what we as the audience have already seen. There's a reason for that. So I don't know what it will be. Maybe it'll come back later. Mark my words, I think it will if we see them again, but there's a reason why he was calling him Mr. White. There's a reason why we had to be shown that Todd was relaying that story to his uncles and that they were headed off to New Mexico. Well, that's some evidence that Hank doesn't have. Now, granted, it's witness testimony, but Todd knows about it. Now the uncles know about it. Mr. White, I mean, obviously they can put that together. Hank will put that together if he ever confronts these guys uh, yeah. I would say yeah so we, we we come back after the credits and, and we go to or the title sequence and we go to uh, back to the interrogation room Heisenberg I know he's my brother-in-law Vault Hank knows what happened he could break Jesse there's some conflicting feelings going on inside Jesse's heart even though there's a lot he'd like to get off his chest he's been brought up to believe that there's nothing worse than a rat. Help me out here, Jesse. You can tell just through his eyes, through his expression, that he wants to give himself up on a certain level. Why don't you try and beat it out of me? Where we've so mad, I know you were really upset we got left with last time, right when he walked in. You know, and yeah. he switches off the video camera, Hank does, and basically tries to level with Jesse, just like, listen, I know Walt Heisenberg, flat out, you know. I can help get you off. And Jesse just tells him to eat me, you know, and I, I didn't expect Jesse to not turn him in. I guess I expected Jesse to be like, whatever, whatever you need to do to get me out of the situation, I'll do it. You know, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think he would be a, that stand up guy to be like, you know, screw you. And then they just let him go for some reason. Well, Saul gets him off. I, I gets him out, I guess. Right, yeah. So, and Saul comes in to save the day. So, yeah, he he stands up to Hank and was basically like, you know, screw you. Because basically, I think we were supposed to take is that, you know, Jesse's last word to Hank is, you know, he's like, oh, you don't want to talk. And he's like, not to you. So he just doesn't like Hank. And that's basically why he's not turning in Walt. Like, you beat the shit out of me and I hate you. I'm not helping you at all. True, true. And Hank refuses to tell anybody else about it. So he's stuck. And, and then Saul comes in, kind of gets him off, saves the day, um, then calls Walt and lets him know what's going on. And Walt's in the bathroom. And this is where I think some of the writing of this show really stands out, was this little scene where Walt's looking in the mirror and he's got black eyes. 
I think that was from passing out, possibly also getting punched. Who knows? I think that was, oh, yeah, obviously, yeah, he hit his face hard on the ground, but definitely a little bit of both, for sure. Right, and we hear Walt Jr. for the first time in, like, a couple episodes, I would say, and that's that's where I was vocal. I was like, oh, look, it's Flynn, it's Walt Jr. Yeah, get him the breakfast. Get him some breakfast. And, you know, he's like, and immediately you're like, oh, my God, you know, he's got these black eyes. He's been hiding this from Walt Jr. Is this going to be the time where Walt Jr. finds out about everything his dad's been doing? And you can see Walt, and he's, like, kind of panicked. He's looking left and right, and he's like, I can't leave this bathroom or he'll see my eyes. And he's just like, okay, what, whatever. And Walt Jr.'s like, oh, by the way, I'm going to Aunt Marie's for dinner, and I'm going to help fix her computer. She wants me to come over fix her computer. And you're just like, oh, shit, he can't let him go over there. Obviously, Marie's just trying to get the kids out of, out of the house. Definitely. And, and you see Walt just kind of like, okay, well, I got to go out here and do this. And he goes out there and it's just kind of like, yes, I've got black eyes. It's because my cancer's back and I passed out, but we can, we can beat it. We just got to stay positive. The whole thing, just a manipulation to get him not to go to Marie's. Totally, totally, totally a manipulation. Just completely great, right? I thought there's no way he's going to get out of this little mini situation where where he's going to get out still hiding this, all this stuff from his son. And, and and it was awesome where he was like, oh, you, you know, but okay, the conversation's over. Go to Aunt Marie's, you know, and Walt Jr. says, no way, I, I'm staying here. And you can yeah. tell Walt was like, all right, success again. Another successful yeah. manipulation. <laughs> right. And it's not like he's lying. Like he's, and that's the thing I like about this Heisenberg guys. He's not all about flat out lying to people. It's always a shimmer of truth. Like, yes, his cancer is back. And yes, his black eyes are because of his, because he fainted. But it was from fainting from burying millions of dollars in the desert, not hey. from the cancer. <laughs> right, right. So he's not really lying, but he's totally manipulating. And, and that's, you know, what he does best. So we come back and Hank hasn't told the DEA. And he's only incriminating himself longer the longer he waits. And Marie is, is you know, on his ass about it. I can't believe his character hasn't gone to somebody and be like, look, this dude's on the loose. I mean, he's killed people. Especially Gomi or somebody. Uh, I yeah. thought Gomi for sure would, would be told to you know this week. I mean, he's got to know that ha- just him and Marie having that information is very dangerous, com- you know, with what this guy has done. And it, to keep that, it's it, just crazy. And then you've got Gomi coming in and saying, listen, you've got my guys, you know, watching uh, crap. I can't even think about it right now. Like who uh, I just watched it too, but you know what? I had a two year old out there playing tickle toes and <laughs> screaming and playing. And I'm like, I'm trying to watch this show, you know, God, what are you two? get out of here? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, tickling my toes and going tickle, tickle daddy. <laughs> but you've got Gomi going, Hey, my guys are out here watching these guys. I need to know what's going on. These are my guys. I can't have this happening. And then Hank was like, get them off, take them off then. Yeah. So he's growing frustrated as well. Yeah, he knows something's up. Um, And then we come down to, you know, the point of the show that everyone's talking about. You know, right before commercial break, Walt sits down in front of a video camera. And he goes up to Skylar, and Skylar asks if he's sure about this. And he says, yeah, and he starts his confession. He's like, my name's Walter White, I live it, da-da-da-da-da. And this is my confession. Boom, I think we go to commercial right then. Yes. Just watched it. Yeah, and I was like, oh, my God. And I know you and I text each other, like, is this in case for when he dies? Is this, you know, why do this? Why why confess? And we soon find out because we come back 
from the break and they're and and Walt and Skyler are sitting at this goofy ass restaurant. I don't know where they came up with the idea for this. Yeah, um, they, they, they got to throw in the, a little comic relief, you know, every now and to then. release the tension. They have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a nervous wreck watching this thing. I mean, make me laugh a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and I'm and they, you know, they come back and they're just sitting at this table and they've obviously. I'm sitting here going, "What are we doing here? What is happening?" And I see that there's four table placements, which means, okay, they're waiting on somebody. Are they waiting on Hank and, and Marie? No. And then all of a sudden he goes, they're here. And you see him walk in. And I said, oh, my God, it's a, it's like a summit, a meeting of the, the minds. They're going to try to hash this out in a public place. Yeah. I couldn't believe he was going to do that. And basically the whole reason of that was Walt, you know, after talking with Walt Jr. and knowing that Marie wanted to come over, was basically sat these two down where it's like, listen – Whatever you think I'm into, and I'm not, but whatever you think I'm into, let's just leave the children out of it. You know, I, you know, my, Walt Jr. has just found out my cancer's back. If you throw this on top of it, it'll destroy his life. Again, trying to manipulate, and Hank and Marie just aren't having it. They're just like, no, no, you are not getting out of this. You're not just walking away. And and Marie mentions something about the kids, and, and Skylar says, you know, the kids are safe. And this whole incident is behind us in the past. And Marie just straight up looks at Walter and goes, maybe you should just kill yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's when this ends. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should kill yourself. And I'm just like, geez, this nice woman for the whole series has been such a friend of the family. Just straight up, no, like, not being sorry about it at all. Just straight up kill yourself. Maybe yeah. You kill yourself. Yeah, that was pretty wild. That was pretty that out was, there. That was heavy. But then I think either Walt or Skyler, one of them says, no, that's not a solution. And I that that I was like, yeah, no, it, that's... yeah, yeah. Skyler said that. Yeah, Skyler said yeah. that. So that made me wonder, does that rule out the potential that he fakes his own death in the in the present timeline? If they're right now saying maybe that's a little clue from the writer saying, well, that's not what we're going for here. That's not a solution. Well, apparently, know. with the the prison issued glasses, I mean, geez, who knows at this point? I mean, if they are, maybe the maybe the the, the production designers just thought, you know, it looked cool on them. I don't know. Yeah, but they eh, could, could be, be prison too. issued. Yeah. So the Schraders don't back down, and then Walt just slides this DVD to him, and I'm like, what? He's given them the confession? What? And then you know when he he, he and then it shows them watching it, and you know he says, "This is my confession." you're watching this tape, I'm probably dead. Murdered by my brother-in-law, Hank Schrader. And I said, what? Mind like, blown. Oh my God, brilliant. Did not see and that I coming. This is my confession. The old Heisenberg might well have thought about killing Hank. Clearly, for Walt, that's off the table. So using his ingenuity, his intellect, Walt figures out another way. My brother-in-law, Hank Schrader has been building a meth empire for over a year now and using me as his chemist. Maybe it will jar Hank and Marie into thinking there's going to be a lot of collateral damage if Hank goes after Walt. We finally see Hank realizing what a monster Walt really is. What a twist. And basically pins the whole story on Hank and not just all like a flat out Hank did this and made me do it and that's it. But events that have happened and how they could have very feasibly tied in with Hank and because he was around it the whole time. Oh yeah. And why wouldn't he turn him in if he had known about this? It was just brilliant writing. <laughs> it was, dude. I, I, I couldn't even believe that when I saw that. <laughs> and then it went to commercial <laughs> after it was over and 
I mean, I think I just stood up and like stomped around like, whoa, that was insanity. <laughs> I like when you get excited about a show, you stomp around the house like a giant. <laughs> oh, but yeah, totally. I mean, it that was a game changer. I never, never even saw that. I mean, and what do you think? Do you think that pretty much diffused Hank as a threat? Like, is Hank no longer a, like, this? This these last three episodes have been a very tense, when's Hank going to take him in? What, you know, is Hank just no longer a threat now? Yeah, God, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I've thought about it. And I, he's definitely going to have to back off. He's definitely going to have to back off. Um, he, you know, and now with Jesse leaving, he's got nothing else with Jesse. I mean, he thinks Jesse's leaving and, you know, maybe he's not, obviously he's not, uh, you know, comes <laughs> to, we come to find out, but I think Hank's going to have to back off a little bit. And now we're going to further Walt's story into Man. the present time. I think we're going to have to get there soon, but I just don't think, I mean, and the only way out for Hank now is to go to the cops and be like, Listen, this is what's happened. This is the story. Da 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 da. You know, there's no other way about it. He's got to tell the DEA. Career on the line or not, now his life's on the line. You know, like right. going to prison for the rest of his life. Exactly. I mean, he's not just going to lose his job. He's going to go to prison for the rest of his life if this gets out. So when Marie told him, just you need to take this to them right now and be like, no, these are all lies. These are all lies. I don't know. It could come to that where this is the final straw and Hank has to go somewhere and, and tell somebody about it. Or at least Gomi. I mean, at least tell poor Gomi. Yeah, he just uh, wants to know. He just wants to know what's going on with this good buddy. <laughs> um, so next scene is out in the desert and you show Jesse's with Saul and they're waiting on Walt. And if Saul wasn't there, I would have for sure said, well, that'll do it for Jesse. That's They're out in the middle of nowhere. Jesse's a goner. I never but, thought that. Never thought that. Oh, Jesse's totally. too much of a of a central character. He, we've talked about that. Jesse is gonna. He's the moral center of this story at this point, and yes. Hank Hank is as well. But there's too much riding on Jesse. I mean, no, I knew for a fact. Not not gonna kill no, him. No way. I think you're. I think you're being way too safe with your cards, man. I think dude, we've only got five episodes left. Anybody can go, except for Walt. Obviously, we know he makes it. We at least till we catch up to him when he's his bearded self. But there's a reason why we haven't seen anybody in those those flash forwards. Um, it's because we don't they don't want to tell us who makes it or doesn't. Yeah, and, you're right. You're right. And I'm sitting here going, this is going to be it for Jesse. I just thought with five episodes, I, I just I just thought with five episodes left, Jesse yeah. doesn't die yet. I mean, he's got to be <laughs> one of the last to go if he goes. Right. That's true. I could see that. But I was still very nervous for him. Absolutely. But, I was terrible. I mean, uh, it was a terrible time in my life watching that. You know, yeah, I mean, I'm like, oh, God, what could happen? But in the back of my mind, I'm, well, no, he's not going to kill him. It'll be fine. Well, we and he addresses that. But before Walt shows up, I want to talk to you a little bit about this. We see a spider crawling across the ground. Mm-hmm. Now, when's the last time we saw this spider or a spider well, like it? Well, it's a fucking tarantula, first of all. It's not a spider. I mean, it's, it's a tarantula. They <laughs> are giants, and they possibly kill people. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They're terrifying. Uh, we saw that, uh, obviously, sociopath uh, Todd, after shooting the boy, uh, Drew, Drew Brees, possibly. 
<laughs> Drew Brees. <laughs> my, for this episode, we'll call him Drew Brees, the little kid. Yes. After shooting him in the desert, we we the beginning of that episode had Drew finding this spider, putting in his glass jar. Later, we see Todd in his car after it's all said and done, and he's looking at it, admiring it. We always thought that was kind of weird. Yeah. Why throw that in there? That's kind of weird. And there's a tarantula. So there's three things to to think about here when we see that spider. And I thought of the first two immediately was seeing that spider is supposed to remind us of that whole thing. The the killing of the kid, the train robbery. Now, that's the second reference this episode to this train thing. So hmm. either A, we're supposed to obviously supposed to think about that episode and have that in our heads. This They're reminding of us of those events. Um, but it could be one theory is to remind the audience that Jesse is really torn up over this kid. Like, remember the kid that died? Yeah, Jesse sees the spider. He just feels even worse because he remembers the kid. And I, that, and, and you know what? We never saw Jesse see that spider, that tarantula, mm -hmm. in the episode. But you know what? That's an off-screen thing. Of course he saw it. They got the kid out, you know. Right. Well, you know what? Jesse may have walked away and been like, you guys deal with this. Maybe he never saw it, but we're assuming he did. Right, right, right. So another theory I read in one of the forums was that the spider this is this this is reaching but it was it was interesting that the spider was meant to represent the secret that was killing the kid and the train robbery basically the story of the train robbery so the kid sees them robbing the train and has the spider but then Todd kills him and then the next time we see the spiders it's in a jar so he's got the secret in a jar about Walt and Jesse and what they did right then once Todd has told two other people, his uncles, we see the spiders loose again. The secret's, the secret's out. out. Wow. Yeah. I like so that. Yeah. That's cool. That may be a little bit of a symbolism there. You know, there are making us think about that episode. They are showing us the very top Todd telling somebody else about this. And that's the whole point of the whole scene. So I like that. Yeah. I, I, I like that a lot. The secret's out. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. With the, so with the tarantula. Yeah, it's, it's not a spider. It's, it's a tarantula. Well, it's a monster. It's a nightmare. That's what we should call it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so Walt shows up and, you know, he does his little like father voice where he's trying to convince Jesse that he deserves a fresh start. You know, that's going to be the best thing for him. And that'll really change his life. And finally, Jesse just calls him out like for the first time. Someone's just like, quit bullshitting me, dude. That was great. Yeah, that was yeah. great. Saul knows a man. He specializes in giving people new identities. You know, I really think that would be good for you. Clean slate. It's all over for us. We're not gonna cook anymore. It's done, the partnership's dissolved. From my standpoint, and the way I had to play it from Walt's point of view, is to protect him. Would you just, for once, stop working me? You need me gone, because your dickhead brother-in-law is never gonna let up. You know, and that was some great acting there, really. All right, I got tired of being Jesse being all pouty, but this was, he's finally standing up for himself. And he's like, well, you just, you know, you're obviously telling me I need to move because of you or else what? You're going to kill me. That's why you had me come out here in the middle of the desert to talk to you, like just to scare me so that I would take that. You know, it's not the best thing for me. It's the best thing for you. Right. And Walt reacts to all that by just. Just hugging him, just a big bear hug. I thought and that I, was awesome. I thought that was yeah. awesome, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out if it was more manipulation. I, it has to be. It has right. to be at this point. You know, just 
more manipulation, but he's putting on the father role. You know, he's making it look like, no, look, I'm hugging you. I love you. Pats his head a little bit. And what happens? Jesse goes through with it because he might believe it because he's under Walt's thumb. Well, I think he knows. He knows that he's being manipulated. And But I, he just doesn't see any other choice, basically, because Walt's in so many words saying, look, you either go to Alaska or you, you know, disappear with this guy Saul knows. Or, yeah, you, you, you're going to get killed. I mean, he he knows he doesn't have a choice. Yeah, yeah. Because he says, he calls Hank out on it, and Hank doesn't say, oh, no, I would never do that to you. He just doesn't say anything, and he just hugs him. So it's like, yeah, that's kind of like... Calls Walt out on it, not... Yeah, sorry. Calls calls Walt out on it, yes. (laughs) Like, what? Uh, Hank, what? Now now I'm confused. (laughs) That's true, that's true. Because he calls Walt out on it. And Walt just hugs him. Um, So the next scene was, uh, was kind of interesting was that you remember that shot it's Skyler in the car wash and then Walt just walks in but he's very dark and there's just a light behind him and he looks sinister and he just tells Skyler you know it worked talking about I'm assuming the DVD thing with Hank like they haven't told anybody about it you remember that shot oh right in the office okay I'm sorry I'm I, I couldn't picture what we were talking about but right yeah right. where he opens the office door yeah. she's sitting there she's not even paying attention to what he's saying and right. she finally snaps out of it so then we get to the big scene that caused all the confusion now tell me your reaction to this scene because we we'll, let me set it up here we have jesse at saul's and saul's telling him look this is what you got to do you, you you know you got to have a phone here take this phone and tell you know he's like seriously hello kitty and he's like, you gotta, you gotta have this phone. Don't smoke weed in here. How many times did I tell you? Put it out. And he's like, and give me the dope. And he just keeps it in his yeah. pocket. And he's like, you gotta go here by this time. A van will pick you up. Don't be late. He's super on time. He doesn't deal with druggies. So, you know, all these rules right in a row. And he's like, do I even get the chance to decide where I want to go? And he's like, yeah, I would assume it's your life. I'm assuming you have a... A, a say of the matter and he tells Huel to go drop him off and Huel doesn't get out of the way when Jesse passes him and he kind of brushes up against him and says excuse me and the next shot we see is that awesome I don't know what that is in the background but it looks like gravestones in the background yeah that was yeah that was a crazy little uh, design I guess yeah yeah um he's sitting there waiting and he reaches for the weed I'm assuming I mean I didn't really know what he was looking for at that time but he can't find something and he's looking around. I'm like, what was your, and take me from there, your reaction and, and what you thought of the first time you, you saw that scene. Cause you weren't the only person confused. Well, he, yeah, he's looking for something. Can't find it. Pulls out his smokes. I, I think at this point, maybe you're seeing that the pot isn't in his pocket because he, they made a big deal of him rolling it up when Saul's asking for it and he puts it back in his pocket. Okay, so you can see in his hands that he's not holding the pot. And I'm like, oh, okay, the pot's gone. I, 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 but, but the main focus was on these cigarettes. Right. Looking at these cigarettes. And I'm, I, I, honestly, I had, no, I had no thoughts. I'm just like, I don't, what, okay, okay, what's even going on here? Maybe I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't even notice the pot, actually. It was the cigarettes that confused me. Like, why is he yeah. looking at these? Why does this even matter? And then yeah. he doesn't get on the in, into the van, and it only started at least making some sort of sense when he goes back to Saul's after that, right? 
And then he confronts Saul about it and starts shouting about the ricin. And then I'm like, okay, so, you know, <laughs> Where the ricin. Where is that connection? You know, you, you, uh, he starts saying about how uh, Huel lifted the ricin from him, just like he did the pot. But then I'm sitting here thinking, okay, even if all this happened, and he said he poisoned Brock. Well, even if all this happened, Brock wasn't poisoned by ricin. Right. He was poisoned by a plant. Right. So what does it all mean? I mean, but I think he was putting together pieces of a puzzle. Right. That I actually had just started reading about before we started here. And I never really get online and, and read stuff about this, but I was so like, I got to figure this out. And I kind of see the answer, you know, when I'm reading before we start talking. Well, for those of you that are confused, I got a, a kind of a good, thorough um, explanation by um, this guy, Hammy3000, <laughs> on uh, one of the subreddits, uh, the Breaking Bad one. He went through, because a lot of people were asking questions about this, um, a lot of people were confused about how he made this connection going from, where's my pot, to or Walt poisoned Brock two seasons ago or whatever it was. So here's what he had to say. So if you're confused, this should clear it up. He says, I watched this show countless times. Tonight episode was so fucking perfect. Here's what happened. Walt needed needs Jesse to uh, on his side to get Gus. If you recall, Jesse was the one who tells Walt that Gus seemed to have a big hatred for Hector. And then Walt figured it out to plant the bomb. Gus died, etc., etc. Walt needed, basically Walt needed Jesse on his side. So Walt uh, forms a scheme to get Jesse to, to, to distrust Gus. Walt tells Saul to somehow extract the cigarette from Jesse. Thus, Saul has Huel lift the, the ricin cigarette from Jesse's pocket and taking it out without him knowing, basically. That's what we're talking when we say lift. Um, yeah. orig originally, Jesse was somewhat distrustful of Gus. Walt had hatched an earlier plan to have Jesse kill Gus with the ricin, but Jesse was befriended by Gus and eventually came to like the guy. And if you remember, Saul is frantic to get Jesse to his office, calling him over and over again. It was just to get him there so he could get the rice and cigarette from him. So, then Jesse now has a dummy pack of cigarettes. With this in mind, Walt then makes the moves to make Jesse distrust Gus. He takes the Lily of the Valley extract, the plant, and gives it to Jesse's girlfriend, young son, Brock. Um, Lily of the Valley gives pneumonia-like symptoms that appear very severe, the same symptoms that ricin gives when killing someone. So Jesse thought Brock was poisoned by the ricin. Jesse frantically searches the cigarette pack only to find it's not there because Huel took it without him knowing. Right. Jesse bursts into Walt's home, gun in hand, demanding that Walt to admit that he poisoned Brock with the now missing ricin. Important to note, Jesse says that Huel must have took it when he went to meet Saul. So he has an idea that Huel must have taken it at that point when he's got the gun on Walter. Mm -hmm. And Jesse is no idiot. He was 100% right in his instincts. Walt claims ignorance, saying he has no reason to do so, and he has no idea what Jesse is talking about. Through, Je through Walt's, you know, talking him into it, he convinces Jesse that it must have been Gus who did it, who has hurt children before. Um, Jesse now doles out the details of Gus's hatred for Hector, leading with Gus's eventual death via Walt's admittedly ingenious scheme. At the end of season four, the doctors of the hospital tell Jesse that Brock was not poisoned by the ricin, but had consumed Lily of the Valley berries in some shape or fashion. Jesse, taken aback, rationalizes with Walt that even though Gus didn't do it, 
that he had to go, so it was clearly justified. So that was last season. And then this season, if you remember, Walt and Jesse go on a hunt for the missing rice and cigarette. Um, although Walt knows exactly where it's at. And we're even shown Saul throwing the rice and cigarette back to Walt in a plastic bag, making a crack about Huell's nimble little sausage fingers. Ha! Mm. Mm. Walt is just making a facade to make Jesse think the cigarette was simply misplaced. They had to, quote, find the rice and cigarette in Jesse's electric vacuum, although it was Walt that placed it there. Jesse breaks down in tears, realizing he almost killed Walt over all this, and that it was his mistake. He just dropped the cigarette, and it was his fault. Right. And he almost killed Walt over it. So, in this episode, Jesse is ready to move on with his life. He's going to Alaska and just leave Albuquerque. Saul tells Jesse that he can't bring pot to meet with this guy. The guy won't be inclined to help a druggie disappear. Jesse defiantly and silently refuses to give up his stash. Saul leaves the room to get the money, to get the quote money bags. And while he's out there, he tells Huell to pitch Jesse's stash off of him. If you rewatch the scene, you can actually see him take it out of his pocket when he goes by him. And I did see that tonight when I watched it again. Yes, because I knew what to look for. Jesse is waiting at the stop, and he searches his pockets, at first simply realizing the pot isn't there. But then he looks at his pack of cigarettes and realizes, holy shit, Huel just took my pot just now. And he took the ricin just as I originally thought. Walt has been bullshitting me ever since. This thought of Walt manipulating him, and then the remembering, wait, he actually did lift that cigarette, because he just lifted the pot. Those two things mixed together, had him put two and two together... That it was the manipulation of Walt lying to him back then when he had the gun pointed at him. Right, right. Yeah, obviously it makes sense now. I mean, and that's essentially what I read in this one comment on this one article where this dude mm -hmm. basically said the same thing, but in about six lines. <laughs> so I would, so my, this explanation was a little long, but I knew a lot of people who were... We're, we're confused about, well, where did he make the connection? And honestly, I forgot about the whole lifting of the cigarette, of the rice and cigarette. I forgot. But I made the connection that, you know, A plus B equals X or whatever it is in this episode. Well, I just a lot didn't know of the that, details. And, and a lot of that is is off screen stuff, too. Like we, we were talking about earlier. I mean, where, you know, he might start putting this together. Obviously, we saw that with the, the pot. But right. I don't know. A lot of a lot of off screen stuff to where he's been sitting here thinking about this a long time. I mean, he's obviously still thinking about the rice and cigarette and. I mean, his whole life's destroyed. Jesus Christ, what a mess. <laughs> so we always were wondering when and how Jesse would find out that um, that Walt poisoned Brock, and he just put two and two together. And, you know, granted, it was a little confusing how they had that reveal, but I tell you what, from that point on, it kicked it into fifth gear, and you saw Jesse go pretty much apeshit. At the end of the day, Jesse was completely right about Walt poisoning Brock, he's broken inside. He realizes Saul's place in this scam that uh, just really played a number on Jesse's head, and all hell breaks loose. When Jesse confronts him with it, it's kind of, uh, yeah, that's what happened. He's furious, so um, he's out to get a vengeance. I never would have agreed to it if I know what he was going to do. I don't want any of this. Saul relies on his tongue and what he can say and how he can twist the situation. At the end of the day, Saul is a minion, and as angry as Jesse is at Saul, he's got bigger fish to fry. I mean, 
flies into Saul's office, punches him out, steals his gun, points a gun at him, points a gun at everybody. Steals his car. Steals his car, looking for Walt, gonna kill him, basically, straight up. I'm sitting here going, where is he gonna go? I mean, he's gonna go to the car wash? Is that where he's at? Where is he gonna, is he gonna go to his home? Who knows? But Saul calls Walt and warns him. I, I believe that's who he calls. Like, we got a problem. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the next thing we see is, um, you know, Jesse takes off and Walt shows up at the car wash. And this is a trait that I don't never noticed before, but Walt is a terrible liar when it's to Skyler. It looked like, like he's just like, um, I'm, I'm going to go over here and, and check, check, check the cook machine. It's yeah, like, what right. are you doing? Right. You manipulate everybody. <laughs> Why are you nervous now? I mean, that's true. And some people have theorized that, you know, maybe he can just lie to everybody easily except for his wife or his family. I don't I, know. I think he that's lied, lied. pretty obvious, actually. Yeah. I mean, he kind of lied to Walt Jr. earlier, so he didn't seem to have a problem with that. But I don't know. <laughs> he, Anyways, I thought it was funny. So he goes in there and grabs the gun. I forget when he put the gun in there. If he, if they ever even showed that, I yeah, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say they never showed that. I don't ever recall that. If they did, let us know, and we'll, we'll look into it. Um, but I, I felt like I'd seen that before. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just making things up in my head. But grabs a gun and heads out the door. And the next thing we see is this crazy, intense scene of. Jesse pulling up to Walt's house, runs over the mailbox, pulls out a gas can and starts kicks down the door and starts dousing his home in gasoline. And that's it. And that's where they leave us. And I was so mad. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. But a w great way to end it. I mean, now yeah, we're, yeah. we're really getting somewhere. Question is though, when we look at the flash forwards and we saw Walt go back to his house with the Heisenberg scrawled on the wall. Right. I mean, it didn't look like there was any sort of fire damage, right? I mean, I, I, I mean, I the place did look thrashed, but I couldn't tell. It was too dark to know if anything was burned. So I, I obviously he doesn't burn the house to the ground because it's there in the flash forward. But maybe he at least lights it. I don't know. What I'm I thinking know. about it could be stopped somehow. Where's the baby and Walt Jr. That's where I think is going to happen. I think he's going to run into Walt Jr. And he's like, well, I can't. That's a kid, you know, it's another kid. Brock's been poisoned. He was messed up. The kid got shot. He was messed up. He's going to meet Walt's kid. He's not going to be able to do it, is what I think is going to happen. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's probably what happens. <laughs> I would assume we know Jesse has a soft spot in his heart for kids. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously the kids aren't home alone. So Holly, the baby, is probably out with Skyler, wherever, or the or nannies. Maybe Walt or... Jr.'s watching the baby. Okay, I guess that could be possible. Yeah, we've never seen that yet, have we? Maybe, maybe watch. I don't know, her. but Maurice, you're not watching it, and I didn't see no. the baby with Skyler at the at the car wash when Walt came and got his gun. So, who has the True. baby? Maybe True. Walt Junior in the back. Yeah, I mean, uh, I like that. I mean, because I, I I don't think the house gets set on fire. I just don't think that showed it in the flash forwards. Yeah, I don't. I didn't look like they went out of their way to show that it was burned. So. I don't know. However, to counter that, on the coming soon next week on Breaking Bad, you know, they just do like the five shots of the different characters in slow motion, and that's all they really show. However... Yeah, they're terrible. They're terrible. Well, they're terrible, but great. I would rather not have them tell me anything and go into it fresh rather than give me yeah. hints. Like yeah. this one. It definitely looks like Walt is sitting by a pool 
but not his pool. It looks like a hotel pool. And I think there was even a, maybe even a shot of them that looked like they were in a, a different hotel-like space. They could be going to a hotel if that fire gets lit. It looked well, like a yeah. hotel to me. I mean, it was a massive pool, much bigger than the tiny little one that they have at their house. You know, I didn't see it. I mean, I just I didn't see that, so I have no idea. <laughs> well, I'll put but... a picture up of it on our on below the uh, the streaming little app for the uh, for the podcast on talkingbad.blogspot.com. So you take a look at the picture out there and let us know. I looked it looked like a hotel pool to me. Um, the other thing is, if he does burn down the house, yeah, there goes there there goes the lotto ticket. Ooh, true. Well, real quick, we can come back to that, but okay, you know, of course, Walt's not going to go to his house if he knows that Jesse knows now. Jesse knows where he lives, so maybe at the same time, Walt's like, "We can't go home. Let's go to this hotel, and that'll be that." Maybe they're hiding from Jesse, trying to figure out what yeah. they're going to do next. Yeah, because I think he knows that Jesse could be a loose cannon. I mean, shot Gail right in the face. Yeah, well, he and he punched out Saul and was like ready to murder people. And well, yeah. Running around like a crazy person. So, yeah. And <laughs> given that the title of the next episode is Rabid Dog, are you kidding me? Do you know what you do to rabid dogs? Mm, put them down, I'm guessing. Yeah, you put them down. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> Things don't look good for Jesse right now. I'd say it, the likelihood of him dying next episode is very high in my mind. Wow. I mean, if that happens, I will lose my mind. <laughs> I think we're all I mean, not being like, oh, you can't kill Jesse. Like, I really don't care, actually. But it just that'd be nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's definitely. You know, the, the Vince Gilligan has always said sometime in season five, Walt will do something that is irredeemable. You will not be able to root for him again. I don't know if we've passed that point. And it was the kid at the train thing where he just didn't care that this kid died and chopped him up. That's pretty horrible. That may be it. I don't know. He's not, they're not definitively saying that that's it. But at least he didn't kill the kid. He didn't kill the kid. So no, I can't see that as being it. The confession, the Hank confession, turning it around on him, possible. Or is it yet to come? Or is it yet to come with poor Jesse? I don't know. With a title like Rabid Dog, I just don't know how things could go well for jesse because he's obviously the one losing his mind right now you need to deal with this do not float that idea again please can you just tell the truth there's nothing to be done okay he won mr white he's the devil yeah, yeah, this makes me nervous. It's only, what is it? What is it, Tuesday? I'm very nervous. Yeah, I'm already nervous. <laughs> uh, well, that's all I got this week. Um, actually, there was one other thing I wanted to point out that I thought was, no, I don't. I don't want to talk about that. Somebody <laughs> was saying that, you know, the, the van was red and Jesse's cigarette pack was blue. And if you look at the Matrix, they give him a red pill or a blue pill. Like, which one do you take? If you want to keep dreaming or if you want to see reality? And they were trying to make some sort of symbolism to that, to this. Like, if you take the red pill, you'll go on about your life and see, be fine. If you take the blue pill, you're going down a rabbit hole that's not good. So, Well, eh. I guess it works out, but yeah. were they thinking that? I don't know. That's pretty deep. That seems convenient. Like, pretty deep. Yeah, I don't know if there was any meaning behind that. Well, but I do think that that man that Saul knows may be used in the future to hide future Walt. 
Well, yeah, that that that's, in my opinion, like one of the more top possibilities of what's happening here. I mean, right. Walt needs to leave town now. He's got Hank and Jesse after him. Right. Now he's like really got to kind of skip town and, and lay low for a while. I guess. And maybe uh, I just I just, I just get really worried about when we're going to flash forward because I don't know if it's going to be that last episode or not. Like, are they going to lead us up until episode seven and say, you know, now we're caught up and then all the last episode is him just going on this rampage or whatever using this machine gun? Or are we just going to flash forward like six months out of nowhere at the beginning of one of these episodes coming up? I don't know. There's no no way to know. There's no way to know. I'm just curious about we're we're dragging along here. And obviously there's a lot of story yet to tell. But we're running out of episodes to get to that point, unless that is the finale. Yeah, I, yeah. At, at one point, it's going to be one episode that's like, boom, six months later, here you go. This is what right. you've been waiting for. Right. I hope it's not the last one. That sounds like a lot of shit to cram into one 47-minute episode. Right. I would think they would, you know, tell a lot more story in that time. But who knows? They They know what they're doing. They've got it all figured out, all edited, I believe. Now they're all done. Just waiting for him to air. So, oh yeah. Anyway, that'll do it for this week. Uh, stay tuned for next week um, when we will be talking about Rabid Dog and whatever horrible things that have to happen in that episode. <laughs> it's just gonna be miserable to watch. I'll, I'll bet. I'll bet. It'll, it'll be <laughs> terrible. I'll, I'll, I'll be so nervous. Yeah. Everyone will be. I'm gonna be a wreck. All right, that'll do it for this week. We'll see you next week. Later. See you. If every day. Time. I'd never be blue, cause I'd have you, it's true, you're here to